This is the Well, Well, Well podcast with Cassandra and Britt, episode nine, Surrender is a Mental Action. Are you trying to figure out how to accomplish all of your goals this year? Well, surrender can take you further in your goals than you thought. It might sound like you're going to be doing less if you're surrendering, but oh, no, 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 you're going to be taking major mental action. Well, 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 welcome to the podcast. We can't think of anything better than conversations with your girlfriends about all the wellness. Let's discuss what the gurus are saying and weave the good stuff into our lives. We aren't experts, but we are your friends and we are here with you. We are so glad you joined us. Hi, everyone. (laughs) We're having some recording issues today, (laughs) but we're really excited to be with you. We are drinking... Perk. Guys, a little while back, some of you might have seen us talking about it in our stories. Yes. We had a listener slash one of our good family friends who sent a loving package of perk for us to try out for one of our bevies. And I got to tell you, we loved it. Yeah. We, I like how it makes you feel. Yes. For sure. Well, I'm saying we loved the original one that we tried. Oh. But then we looked on the ingredients. And we found out that it had sucralose, which we were a little bummed about. So we said something on our stories about it, which got Perk involved. They were so nice. They jumped right in and they said, you know, we're going to send you our natural blends that have no artificial sweeteners in them. I am a girl that loves artificial sweetener. (laughs) Is what we found out. Is what we found out. Right. So as we tasted these, I'm a little more accustomed to stevia. So I was down with the Perk stevia option. I could have used maybe a little more chai flavor, but yeah. aside from we that... We both agreed on that. Both agreed on that. Aside from that, I liked it. Cassandra, however, did not. She would like to stick with the sucralose blend. I would like to have more sucralose in my life, if you but don't you, mind. But you should definitely go watch our stories because we're going to let you hear our entire debate about all things artificial sweetener versus non. Yeah. And you can listen to us try to figure out how to say sucralose. Yeah, which you've got down now. I know. Look at me go. You've really got it down. Okay, awesome. Well, guys, we want to talk to you guys about the new year. Yay! It's the new year, 2020. And if you're listening to this and it's not the new year anymore and it's like in the middle of the year or it's October or something, then it still completely and totally applies because I feel like goal setting slash intention setting slash any of that is really a daily thing. Of course. Yes. So we were talking about all these things that you hear when the new year comes, resolutions and goals. And one phrase that always comes up, which is kind of tongue in cheek, it's just funny, is new year, new you. But we are trying to figure out why does there kind of not feel right? Like there's something about it that kind of makes me cringe a little bit. It's like a little bit of a jab. Yeah. And it's because it kind of implies that you're not okay the way you are. Right. That you need to do a 180. Yeah. You're not good enough. Yes. New year, new you. Remember those old makeover shows where they would take them backstage and then they'd do 500 plastic surgeries on them and they'd come out? Now that's a new you. That's a new you. Remember? I think that one was called like Swan or something. Yeah. And then Extreme makeover. Yes. And we heard all the horror stories later about like children who didn't go to their mothers anymore and had terrible aftermath. Anyway, that's an extreme version. But our point is the whole new you sentiment, even though it sounds like a fresh start and you could totally take it that way. And if that's how you hear it and if it feels great to you, awesome, keep it. 
But if it feels a little like a jab or like somehow you're not good enough or you should be better than you are, I don't know. Maybe take a look at it and see how it's making you feel. Because having the thought that we're not good enough is just going to propel us into a result of not feeling good enough. Right. So instead, we need our thoughts to propel us to a place of surrender. We are thinking about gearing our goals just a little bit differently than we have in the past. No more pie in the sky goals, more like intentions about how we want to feel. And we might mix in some specific goals because there's always a place for that too. But we want to talk about loosening our grips on maybe just the word goals and that it just might be the thing to help us attract what we really want and need. Right. It's so funny because it seems really necessary for us to want things really bad Mm -hmm. because if we don't, then somehow we're not going to get them. We're not doing anything or we're not going to get them. Right. And I totally believe in intention setting, manifesting, speaking the things you want to do, writing the things you want to do down. All of that I think can be really good as long as we like our why. Okay. So tell them about Jenna. Right. So we have this wonderful gal, Jenna Kitchen. Jenna's Kitchen, I think. Jenna's Kitchen. She's Jenna Remmel. Right. But her handle is Jenna's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. So if you don't follow her, go check her out. She's awesome. And it's been cool to kind of see her evolve over the years on social media. We're, We're experiencing this with her, which is so awesome. She's very inspirational and she's an incredible writer. And one of the things that she says in one of her recent posts, she's kind of talking about how 2019 was the year when she stopped hating herself, when she let go of all of the body issues that she felt that she had in the past. And she started going to the gym because it made her feel good, not because she wanted a bikini body. She started, she stopped with all her dietary restrictions and she really just kind of relaxed in to health as opposed to the stringent goals and regimen she had had for herself in past years with her fitness goals. This year was a goal of overall health and she's never felt better. And it's just so beautifully written and you should go read it because I'm not doing it justice. Her message is similar to the message that we have, which is that if you're not good enough now, then you won't be good then when you've achieved the goal. And so she flipped the script on that and she decided she's totally good enough now. And she's good enough while she's evolving. Yes. And the old her and the new her and all of that is equally good. And so now she's just doing these things for all the right reasons. Right. Which is kind of what we want to talk about. Yes, we do. When you set your goals, you write down your intentions. We want you to take a really good look at those intentions and you want to get really crystal clear on what we want and why we want it. Yeah. And the why part is important because I think we never do that. At least I really never had done that in the past where you just write down your goals. You don't write down the why of why you want your goals. And so writing down the why will give you a really good picture into what's going on. If you want to go to the gym more, that's one of your goals. So like go to the gym three days a week, or you, you put some goal out there like that. And your reason is because I'm disgusting or because I'm fat or because I look terrible 
or something like that, then that is definitely not the kind of reason that we want. That is not a propelling reason. No, that is coming from self-loathing, from scarcity, from I'm not enough. Well, and remember what we talked about in our thought work episode, when I have those feelings, it makes me feel sad and unmotivated. And guess what then? I actually don't get to the gym three times a week. Right. Whatever the goal is. You might white knuckle it for mm-hmm. like the first month and be like, Ugh. yeah, grit, grit your teeth and get yourself to the gym. And you kick your get your right now. Yes. Like it's like the mom gripping the child's arm, mm-hmm. wrenching them out of the grocery store. Don't you make me do this. <laughs> it's that. And you might be able to do that, but you're going to sustain that for a, a month. second. A month max. Yeah, it's because just not going to Because really last. what you're participating in is a cycle of self-loathing. Right. So we want to make sure that you really, really, really love your reasons for doing it. Right. So how do you get to a place of loving your reasons? So if your why is driven by a sense of scarcity, fear, inadequacy, self-loathing, consider, just consider, that instead of working on that goal, you could instead work on surrender contentment and adjusting your thinking on that specific topic. So then you can revisit that goal when you can be sure that you're taking action because you can or because it will be fun. Yes. Using meditation and prayer and thought downloads and running models. That's the way that we like to get there. And it's kind of been a shift for us from goals one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. And you might look at your whys and you might be like, man, I am so negative. I am so hard on myself. I am so this. We're not saying take a look at them so you can beat yourself up for your whys. We're saying take a look at them so that you can be compassionate with yourself. You can take a look at like what is driving your action currently and maybe pull back completely. Don't even try for that goal and just evaluate your whys and some of your self love. So Cassandra, you briefly mentioned that we might meditate, pray, things like that to help get us there. And so I'm just thinking about meditation because that was something I wanted to kind of focus on this year. And in some ways I did, and in some ways I didn't, and I'm okay with all of it because I know it was definitely progress from the year before. So you mean last year, 2019, 2019, yeah, I wanted to care more about that and learn more about that. If you go to Chopra.com, I'm pretty sure that's the website, you can learn a lot more about this. And I'm sure there are plenty of other websites and ways that you can learn. But one of the most common meditation practices is the so hum meditation. Yeah. Tell us about it. This is like step one, right? This is just step one. If you've never really meditated, this is get your feet wet with this. Yeah. And so hum, what it actually means is I am. And so when I first learned about this and I understood that you're supposed to sit quietly and you're supposed to start noticing your breathing and then you're supposed to start with the mantra of I am. I remember the person that was walking me through the first one explained that if it was uncomfortable to just say I am in my head, that we could instead say the so hum because the so hum is the same thing. And sometimes if we're in a different language, we don't try to finish the sentence. We're just allowing ourselves to say those words. But I also kind of wanted to try the I am thing. And it's interesting because when you sit there and you just say I am, I want to fill in the blank. Yeah, right? You kind of want to I fill in. I am loyal. I am... Love. Love. I am 
peace. I am a rose. (laughs) You might want to finish that sentence. And of course, because that is our egoic human brain. Yeah, that's the human brain. We like to label things and move forward. Absolutely. That's like the natural woman part of us. Woman. That's right. And we want to label ourselves with an I am blank. But the point of this whole meditation is to not do that. It's to stay in just the I am and feel the power of that and recognize your intrinsic value and worth just as you are. Which is crazy because even just you saying staying in the I am and just saying I am instantly I get a little twitchy. Yeah. Which is a huge part of learning the meditation. Right. And what I love about meditation in general, we could do a whole episode on this, but it's a practice. It's not supposed to be something you feel good at right off the bat. Right. It's supposed to be something that takes some time and that takes some focus and that you have to really sit with. And the first couple times might just feel uncomfortable. But the point is the more you repeat that to yourself, and if that could truly become one of your integrated mantras and you were able to just be satisfied with just the I am, that is in essence surrendering. That's loosening your grip. That's the mental exercise of surrender. And surrender in general has messed with me so hard. I mean, we have had a thousand conversations and text messages and voice messages about this trying to sort out how we feel. Because surrender, if I asked you before we give you our answer, although we kind of already have given you some hints, would you consider surrender a thought or an action? Surrender if you're surrendering your weapons of war or something, then we can fully see that as an action. But when you think about mentally surrendering, is that something you think? You think I'm going to surrender and then that drives a certain type of action? Or do we have a thought that precedes the action of surrendering? Right. So where does surrender fit in the thought model? Sorry. So if we're doing CTFAR model. Right. Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, results. Where does the word surrender fit? Right. And I think I said that wrong a little bit. Surrender in my mind feels like a feeling. Surrender a feeling that propels a certain kind of action. That's a little confusing to me. Do you have the thought like, I can't do this alone? And so you feel the feeling of surrendering. And so I've thought about this a lot. And it's confusing because a lot of actions that we're used to, that we put in the model, they're actually like measurable actions, like physical actions. Whereas in this situation, it's all in your mind. And so separating where surrender falls, is it a thought, is it a feeling, or is it an action, can be a little confusing. It can mess with your mind a little bit. It can. And we have kind of settled on that it is an action, but it's a mental action. Okay. Tiny Buddha says that surrender is complete acceptance of what is, knowing it will be okay even without my input. So the without my input... It's the ego. Totally. Here's another little look at surrender. Spiritually, no action is more important than surrender. Surrender is the tenderest impulse of the heart, acting out of love to give whatever the beloved wants or yourself wants. Surrender is being alert to exactly what is happening now, not imposing expectations from the past. Surrender is faith that the power of love can accomplish anything even when you cannot foresee the outcome of the situation. And that is from Deepak Chopra. 
gosh, it's so good. So right there, that kind of confirms our suspicions that surrender is an action. It's an action. But it's a spiritual action. It's a spiritual action. Yes. Right. And so it is something that you're going to feel happen inside of you. And yes, it might affect your outside world and it might affect your physical actions or inactions, but it is something that shifts internally. I completely agree. So a few years ago, I used to be really into writing down my resolutions and then I realized I wasn't achieving any of them and that writing them down didn't serve me personally. And so I kind of took a little bit of a different approach with it. I decided that all I wanted to do was learn how to feel better within myself. That was it. That was my intention. And that was what you would call my goal was just how can I spiritually mentally, physically feel better within myself. So what I did was I kind of tossed out all of the numbers, no miles ran, no number of scriptures read a day or minutes read or anything like that. All I did was focus on what my mind was saying, how my heart felt and how my body felt. And from that place, I started making better decisions. So it was more like from a place of consciousness. I was going to say, it's almost like your intention or your goal was like awareness or awakening or something like that. And that turned into you improving every aspect of your life. Yeah, it really did. I had a complete transformation and it wasn't in one year either. It wasn't like my 2015 thing was to do this. And then in 2016, I was a new person. It's been going on for years now. And I can't say enough how much it has changed my life and made me a healthier person. I started to learn about thought work. I really dove into how I felt about my faith and our church and the things that we're taught there and about my relationship with Christ. And I started doing these things because they interested me and because they were inspiring and fun And they helped me to change as a person the way that I wanted to, not because I was beating myself up over a goal. Right. And I think that that right there is, in essence, the type of why we're looking for. We're looking for a why that is coming from a place of abundance, that's like acknowledging that I'm of intrinsic value now and that there's more available It's like bring what you have and add more instead of I'm an idiot, I'm terrible, I suck at everything. Yeah, I don't have a testimony like other people. I don't show up to church the way other people show up to church. I keep forgetting to read my scriptures. I this, I that. Yeah, how is that going to propel real, genuine change? It's probably, again, like we're saying with the model, if you... If you think I don't have a testimony like other people at church, then you won't. Right. Like You're going to get the exact result connected to that thought. Yeah. And I needed to recognize that the other way wasn't working for me. And in a church situation, in an exercise situation, in healthy eating, in healthy thinking, all of those things weren't working for me. And so I went on a quest to find truth, to gather all the truth everywhere that I could and help it to shift my mind. Oh, I really like that. And honestly, it easily can feel like who has time for that? Like who has the space to really just soul search in every aspect of life? But that right there is a scarcity mentality. Scarcity. That's Not enough. Not enough. And as our guru, Malika Chopra, explains to us in her book, 
If we want to have an intentional life, we cannot be in a place of scarcity. We have to know that, of course, there's enough time to have an intentional life. So this year, not a new year, new you. No. No. Let's surrender. Let's write down our intentions. Let's take a close, close look at our why and create whys that we really like. And this might take a little time. And it's totally worth taking the time. Thank you, Malika. Let's set goals from a place of abundance and fun and joy and surrender. Yes. Settling in and being totally okay with the all ever present I am. Um, We will create the lives we want by surrendering to the thoughts of abundance and that we are enough. Thank you for joining us today and be well. Be well. Okay, and now we're going to transfer on over. Well, look here! <laughs> that reminds me about my dad used to do a sound. He would say, kitty hoot, kitty hoot, as we were driving down the road to like random walkers. And they would just kind of, the heads would whip. Yeah. Like, what was that? What was that? <laughs> you know, how was ahead of his time? Because Ruby's always doing these TikTok, like, yell out things like little chants similar to what Hal just did out the window <laughs> and similar to your well we're looking well. yes if we didn't get your attention then you must be in a trance okay yeah. okay so Britt what's your well looking here today I wanted to talk to you about a place that I actually have just learned about from my sister Natalie who always finds good things she does it's called artifact uprising she has ordered from them several times. Have you, Cassandra? No, I've heard nod. about them, though. Okay, you've heard about them, too. I have not ordered, but I'm planning a healthy order for my daughter who's about to turn 12, Hallie. I'm planning a little order for her birthday of a bunch of squares that she's going to put on her wall because she's making, like, this whole photo collage That's wall. right. And she found... beautifully. Yes, she found some really cool art that she loved, and so I'm going to print a ton of that onto these little squares And I've got a bunch of photos I'm going to print. And I just saw that they have these calendars. My daughter, Lola, my second daughter, she's way into the crossing off of days and the calendaring and Mm -hmm. things. And so I think I'll do one. I find 12 photos, put them in a calendar, not going to overthink it. I'm just going to get a couple things printed. So Artifact Uprising is a place you can get calendars, cards, photos. Yes, all that kind of stuff. What makes it unique? Well, that's a great question. I you think you can get things framed there. You can get things nice. framed. I think maybe it's just the thing where it's like there's ads for this kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And so knowing someone who's actually printed through them and likes the quality and feels like it works, a lot of the printout squares that I've seen, like the mixed tiles and stuff, they're more raised, like uh-huh. they're thick and they stick out from the wall. And because Hallie already has a ton of photos on the wall, we didn't feel like that would be a good blend. And so Natalie, having ordered from here before, said, these are more like cardstock, like they're thick, so they'll they'll hold up, and the print looks really nice on them. But they're not gonna like stick out too far from the wall. Cool. Yeah. Ooh, gonna take another look at that. Yep. Okay. So my well looky here today is don't miss this. Now, these guys have started a podcast too, but that's not how I found them. I actually found them through my mom. So at church, they are encouraging us to teach our lessons more in our homes as opposed to Sunday school. Right. And so each week we do a little lesson. We usually kind of spread ours out throughout the week. We try to do almost like little devotionals 
throughout the week is kind of working better for us than like a big lesson that everybody wants to whine about. So these two people, Dave Butler and Emily Freeman, they are, I would call them like gospel scholars. And they kind of do this great thing where they do so much research and everything. And then they teach you the lesson on their YouTube channel. Yeah. And so it's great because I just learn better that way through listening to somebody. And so I listened to their YouTube channel and my mom got me this journal that they just started printing and it helps you plan out your lessons. That's so cool. I didn't know they had a journal. Yeah, it just came out. And so they have these journals that help you plan your personal spiritual study. And then I'm also a Sunday school teacher at our church and I teach the middle schoolers, which is perfect because my kids are middle schoolers. So I teach it at church and I teach it at home. And I have it all in one place. And they're just really good at explaining things and understanding the history behind things. Right. I love them. I love their YouTube channel. Sometimes when I've listened to them give, like, their personal examples, it'll spark memories of my own stories. And so then when I'm teaching, whether it's to my family or at church, I'm able to think about relatable personal experiences. Yeah. And I can just organize my thoughts better and the flow of the lesson, even though I'm using my own material really the way they outlined the outline the lesson and give the facts that I need in the articles and stuff like that it just makes it really clean and clear for me I love love I love people like these people (sighs) gosh scatterbrains it's so nice it really is (laughs) glorious so thank you to the don't miss this study folks yeah and I haven't heard their podcast but I know they just launched one I think it might be their YouTube channel but in a podcast that would make sense yeah Okay. Well, cool. Well, thank you. We're excited. Check those things out, guys. Yeah. Okay. One more thing before we go. We would love to remind you to keep reviewing our podcast, not just the stars, but also actually writing a comment. It really helps us to get our podcast out to people who could benefit from this, which is really our whole point. We're so glad you joined us today and we hope you go forward throughout your week and be well. Be well.